You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hello, this is your host, Tim Altman. This is my first episode of the Damascus Crossroads podcast. Uh, today, I'd just kind of like to introduce myself and tell you about my show. Um, first of all, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Um, Lord Jesus, give me the words to speak to help others find the one true thing. That is you, Jesus. And that if there's anyone suffering from the affliction of addiction, that the Lord please break those chains and cast that demon out of their lives. In the name of the Father, we pray. Amen. Okay. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm in my 50s. Well, actually 51. Um, so um, I kind of, the Lord's been laying on my heart to make a podcast just to help those out there that are suffering from uh, from drug addiction and, and drug, drug, drug withdrawal that's going through the, you know, trying to keep clean, trying to trying to live a good life while I'm trying to stay away from drugs. Um, so this is kind of what the podcast is going to be about, but we're also going to talk about other subjects too and other people out there that inspirational stories that can help us keep our tanks filled up. You know, during the week, sometimes the devil tries to get us down. He slaps us around. Um, it used to be, you know, back when he used to slap me around, I'd feel, I'd feel bad for myself and I'd crawl back to my drug dealer, get some drugs so I could feel better. Uh, and then after our, you know, I I quit doing drugs. You know, he he tell the devil's a liar. That's all he does. He tells you, you're you're not worth anything. That God's not real. That all. That the only way you're gonna feel good is drugs. It, he tells me that everybody's doing drugs. That's one of his famous lies. Everybody's doing drugs. Why don't you do drugs too? So, um, basically, I just you know, I let the devil lie to me, and I, and I listen to him. But now, you know, the devil's lying to me. You know, and gets me beat down. I just get up, slap the dust off me, and tell the devil. Is that all you got, devil? Because he's a liar. He was defeated at Calvary by Jesus Christ, dying on the cross. And then he was defeated again. You know, the devil at that time didn't know he was defeated. He thought he had he thought he had the greatest victory ever, that he had killed Jesus, proved that he wasn't the Son of Man because he died on the cross. But then Jesus rose again, and that's when the devil got beat down. I mean, he knew then that, that he had been defeated um, my drug addiction ban began uh, probably back when I was 11 or 12. I started drinking beer, um, and then I started chewing tobacco. By the time I was 17, I was doing cocaine and smoking marijuana. Uh, from there, just kind of, you know, all my life, I, I battled back and forth. For a while, I was kind of what you'd call a weekend warrior, which we'll get into later on the show, I think is almost as bad as being a full-time, uh, you know, addict. Because you're yo you're you're going up and down. Anyways, um, going back and forth, and it's just it's hard on your body. 
what you're doing is you're going three days and, and doing doing drugs, drinking, whatever. And then you're suffering four days being clean. And, and then by the time the poisons get out, you're back to poisoning yourself again. Um, so I believe it's very, very damaging to your body being a weekend warrior. But at the end, I wasn't a weekend warrior anymore. I pretty much did drugs constantly. I was consuming up to an ounce of meth a month. I would spend anywhere from a thousand to twelve to thirteen hundred dollars a month just alone on my meth habit, and then you know alcohol and um, alcohol was another two to three to four hundred dollars a month. On top of that, um, I started out doing um, about fifteen years ago. I started doing Adderall and Speed, um, which that led. You know, the last five years, I just started doing meth because it's so much more powerful. And at the end, the Adderall and the speed pills weren't doing anything for me. I know I probably have major health issues um, due to my drug addiction. Um, but I'm not here to tell stories about the past. They're shameful. I think a lot of times people, drug, you know, sometimes at the drug rehab places, we spend a lot of time glorifying our stories and the only thing I'm going to glorify is the fact that I'm still alive and the Lord, the Lord has, has watched me through all my drug addiction and kept me safe and gave me a chance to speak for the Lord. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ is my best friend. I wouldn't trade my relationship with Jesus Christ for anything. Um, even if I had to go through and, and live through all the shame and everything again, just to end up in this position, I would do it. Um, I'd be proud to say here right now today, instead of 20 to 30 years of alcohol and drug abuse, I could sit here and tell you how I served Jesus for 20 or 30 years, but I can't do that. I can do, one thing I can do now is try to help others. Um, I'm not a believer in the treating of drug addiction. I think it's become big money where Jesus is the cure. A lot of your treatment centers are no, are no longer faith-based, which tells me they don't want a cure for the addiction. Jesus is the cure. He he cures it. There's so many people that, you know, they go through rehab, they, they're prideful, they, they won't let the Lord come in and take that burden away. When I got off drugs, he took away all the addiction. Um, I no longer wanted it. He took away that. I was watching porn. He, I no longer watch that. I don't want nothing to do with it. I drank beer. I don't want nothing to do with it. You know, I still didn't take back up chewing tobacco and nothing like that. Lord, I'm pretty much drug-free. I did take drugs. They did um, give me a prescription for Welbertrin when I first got off drugs. And taking drugs to get off drugs is not a very good thing, but I think it helped me because I'm such a heavy user. Um, so um, sometimes, but then eventually you need to you need to come clean and just get off of it and turn it over to Jesus. I did that after I was on Welbertrin and it, I was a lot better, you know, than when I was on meth, of course, but it still, it affected me. It gave me, um, like a lot of mood changes, um, a lot of anger issues. Um, so I didn't feel like I was totally free. I felt like once I quit that, which I did finally quit it, um, of course you always just talk to your doctor first, which I didn't. So, you know, my legs swelled up, I guess from, you know, I think the speed and the stimulus actually pushed blood through my system. And when I quit doing it, everything swelled up on me, my legs and my arms, but you know, after I got out of it, I just felt so, more, so much more peaceful and relaxed. I sleep, like, all the time now. Um, I don't—Jesus has took away the depression. I no longer suffer from that. I'm going to get into, like, some things that really helped me get over my depression, but one thing I do is I stay plugged into church. I stay plugged in throughout the, the, the week, and that's what this podcast is about. I'm going to 
we're going to kind of share things that gives us inspiration and helps us make it through the week to to um to the next time we get to church um but first um plugged into people this is where i find purpose there i got people like family friends they're the church we talk you know we try to give each other encouragement to try to make it through um i think our testimonies instead of talking about like what we did in the past we should we should um we should more or less talk about what the Lord's did for us and how he's got us through this addiction. Uh, one verse I want to share with you today is Matthew 10, 28 in the King James Version of the Bible. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to d- destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Um, that's what drugs do. They not only um, kill the body, um, they destroy the soul and there's nothing left afterwards. And then the devil, he talks a lot of people into killing themselves afterwards. Uh, so that's who we should fear. Drug dealers are what they're talking about here. Drugs affect on their bodies. Another thing this verse could be talking about. So so we're going to talk about on this show. Um, I'm going to kind of get down in the trenches on this um, drug addiction, try to get to the root cause of the problem, and try to make you understand your enemy. If you understand what you're dealing with, you're better able to overcome it. Um, like I said, the cure for drug addiction is Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Uh, one of the main causes that I found for relapse is the depression which comes with when you quit doing drugs, you feel a terrible depression. You have no energy. You have no get up and go. You pretty much just lay in one place sick. And I'm going to tell you all right now, that's a demonic influence on your life. That's where Jesus comes in. Jesus, Jesus runs that devil off you. Um, I still suffered with some depression, but I didn't have any of the withdrawal symptoms that I had. I tried to quit without the help of the Lord, and it always never worked out. I, um, without going to rehab and, and suffering by myself, I just it just didn't work. The only thing I thought about the whole time uh, was was the next time I could get a hold of my drugs. I, I would I would say I'm going to quit for 30 days, and if I don't feel better, I'm going to go ahead and do drugs again. Of course, I'd quit for 30 days or six weeks. And, of course, I didn't feel any better because I still had the depression. The withdrawal symptoms were just as bad as they were the day I quit, you know, three days after I quit, four days after I quit. Um, I believe methamphetamines uh, stays in your systems for a lot longer um, than it can be tested for because I still felt wired up a month after I got out of, you know, when I got a rehab after being clean a month. Um, so um, the Lord took all uh, that away. And, and basically, um, at the end of a year, you got to give it some time, y'all. It takes time to heal from these drugs, especially, you know, your heavy drugs like meth and heroin, fentanyl, all that kind of stuff. It takes a while for your mind to heal. Um, one thing, you know, I felt in my life now for the first time, and I can't remember how many years, I feel joy. I mean, I haven't felt it since I was a kid. But I feel joy in my life. I feel happiness. I feel hope. Uh, I actually feel glad that I've been born. You know, back when I was on drugs, I just wished that I was, I couldn't care less if I'd been born or not. I was even mad I was even born. But now I can actually say I'm glad I'm alive. I know I got a purpose in life. And and I know in the end, I'm going to go to heaven. You know, I got faith. Um, I try to do everything. I try to cut all sin out of my life, even so much as, you know, thoughts of sin. It's like Jesus said, it ain't good enough just to cut sin out of your life. You can't be thinking about sin. Just like watching like porn, that's that's sinful. I mean, you're sitting there in your mind thinking about it, and then well, I ain't doing it. That's no, you're still sinning if you got if you got hatred toward a a, a neighbor or a brother, and and you're thinking bad thoughts. It's like Jesus said, it's just as bad as doing it. So them thoughts are come from the devil and the evil one. Even Jesus says that. 
the, the devil's a liar. If in, you know, when he speaks, he speaks a lie. Like he calls him the father of liars. Um, I have friends that, you know, over drug, drug users that committed suicide and the thing about it, or they overdosed the thing about it. It wasn't, it wasn't the devil who forced pills down their throats or, or drugs down them, drugs down into their system or loaded the gun and put it up to their head, but the devil is in the back of your mind always telling you lies. That's why I get across on this podcast. you got to stop that voice, that that devil that's lying to you. you got to say Satan behind me. Um, like I said, I he beats me up. I dust off, and I say, oh, you got Satan now. But one thing I'll make clear, I do not taunt the devil, but I do stand up to him, and I do tell him he's a liar. Jesus told him he's a liar, and Jesus quoted scriptures to him. Jesus also, when he was when he was dealing with demons, a lot of times in the Bible, you'll see where he says, silence, demon, do not speak. You know, don't let the devil talk to you, y'all. And you say, well, it ain't good to hear voices. That must mean that that uh, you're crazy. No, it's the people out there that don't hear voices that are psychopaths. Um, I feel guilty. If I say a cuss word now, I feel bad. You know, that's how I've gotten. I don't want anything to come in in between my relationship with Jesus Christ uh, and the Holy Spirit. Um, so I don't let any sin enter my life that I, and I'm not perfect, but I, if, if I got any kind of sin I could work on, I stop it completely. I try to live, live as righteous life as I can in the flesh. Same with drugs, you know. We, we can't sit there and tell stories about our drug days and dwell on that um, and glorify our drugs. We need to get deliverance from our drug habit. And if you want to get a good high, get the Holy Spirit. And that's what I do now. Sometimes, you know, I just get fired up in the Holy Spirit. I go outside and just go out in the sunshine, raise my arms up and, and say, praise Jesus. You know, um, to me, it's the best high in the world. I don't have any hangover. Um, I don't have to worry about the law breaking down my doors and, and taking everything that me and my wife's worked all our lives for. Um, not yet anyways, it could get that way if the Antichrist comes, but for right now, it's still legal for us to go out there in public and, um, everywhere I go now, I'm always praising the Lord. Um, people say, Hey, how you doing today? I'll say the Lord bless me. I always let people know if they're sick or ailing that I'm praying for them. And, um, the devil, you know, when you, he's patient, uh, he, he walks around like a roaring lion, but he, he's patient. He's, he's been around for thousands of years and not longer, um, he doesn't get in a hurry. He'll he'll let you run around there and drink a beer and serve Jesus and and run the clubs and serve Jesus and he he knows sooner or later if you're on that fence and and it's just it's like magnetic attraction or something. If you're on that fence, you're gonna fall toward that roaring lion every time. Um, I don't know why that is. You know, if you're riding that fence, most of the time you're not gonna fall off and just get full of the Holy Spirit and go crazy. You gotta go all in. That's another thing I want to talk about in this show. Um, as addicts, we can't play around. We, we can't go dibbling and dabbling and, and living a sinful life. And I'm not talking just about drinking. and some, I mean, you got to cut sin out of your life because you just got to. As an addict, you, you've been saved by the Lord. you got to give him all your thanks. And in the end, you're going to get rewarded. You're going to go to heaven. You're going to escape the, the, the fires of hell. So it's, um, like I said, if, if, if you haven't been saved, it's it's between you and the Lord. You don't have to go up to an altar, you know. But there is a time, like the sinner on the cross, you have to stand up for Christ. But right now, it, you know, getting saved to me is a personal thing. It's something you do with Jesus. It's something you do with the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, and and get right in your heart. Just ask the Lord to forgive you for what you've done. Um, 
repent of your sins. Tell them, tell them what you've done. Tell them, you know, tell others if you can. Um, you know, like the twelve steps that if you can find, if you can, if you can ask repentance of things you've done from people, do it. You know, as far as the twelve steps go, I'm I'm a fan of them. Um, but I, I always believe that one step first is the one step is 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 saying Jesus, take this burden from me. Jesus says, my burden, my yoke is light, my burden, and I'll take your burdens. Um, I'll carry your burdens for you. I mean, he carried that cross up to Calvary for us. I mean, he took the he took the beating the Romans gave him for us. You know, um, he didn't have to do that, uh, but he did, and um, he's there for us. I, I couldn't have made it without him. Um, I'm um, I'm gonna wrap this show up. I just kind of introduce myself. We're gonna get in some different stuff. Uh, it's not gonna all be um, addiction and recovery from addiction. Um, because really, I want y'all to get cured. Um, let Jesus take that burden from you. I, I don't know how to say it enough. Um, like I said, I've actually, you know, I'm feeling joy in my life right now. Um, I'm pretty mellow right now compared to what I used to be. <laughs> um, I slept more in the last 14 months than I did in probably 10 years before. Uh, so the Lord's been so good to me, everybody. Uh, I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for, for what you did for me. He can do it for you guys, too, out there. And like I said, it's a I highly recommend you pick up a Bible and find Mark, then read Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then read the book of John and watch your life life change. Um, I always tell people if you if you read them four books and and you you don't feel something in your heart change, if it ain't a life changing event to you, then in the Bible it says the sheep will hear my voice. I'm not saying that there ain't hope for you, but I'm I'm telling you, anybody that reads that and puts their heart into it, I mean I'm saying ninety nine percent people out there. Uh, there may be some wolves out there that can't digest them f- four books of the Bible. I don't know. Jesus said there is wolves out there that won't they he, he they won't hear their voice. Uh, but I'm telling you, for 99% of you out there, if you read them four books, it will be a life changing. There's a country song that says life changing event. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely a life. It changed my life. Uh, it, it changed me completely. Uh, but one thing I did do is I, I backslid, and that's where you be in fellowship with other Christians and. Uh, reading your Bible, listening to testimonies. Um, that's another thing we're talking about in this show, is just things to get you through the week. Like, I love Kevin Wallace, man. He's a, he's a good preacher. Um, I listen to testimonies, uh, movies like Phil Robinson. You talk about awesome, him and his family. His, 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 his family's just awesome. Even his kids turned out great, you know. That's just part of having a great dad and a great mom like he did. And then he'd be broke a... Um, and actually in his family, they had the, um, there's a lot of families out there, which we have close families and, and that we know of that, that have generational, you know, demons that follow their families around. It could be alcoholism, nicotine, drug abuse, um, lust, curses. Yeah. And some demonic curses on the fall of the families around. And, um, so it's one of them things where, where Phil Robertson, with the help of Jesus Christ, and that preacher just would not give up on Phil. He just, like, he just kept on Phil, and Phil finally just broke down. Phil had to, like, he, Phil was like me. He had to reach the bottom of the barrel. He had to just humble himself, to, and it took a lot for Phil because you could tell Phil he was a, he was a big-time football player. I mean, Terry Bradshaw's backup. that tell you anything, Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls. I mean, he, he was a prideful man, and and. The devil had to beat him down and break both his knees, basically, where he's crawling around. It shows him crawling around in the mud in the movie, and that's the way you are, and the devil gets done. And and you know what? Like Phil said, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to him. He had to reach the end of himself before he could start his beginnings with God. And, man, you listen to Phil talk now, and he's just he's just such a good guy, man. Just, I, I agree with everything he says about God and 
how simple salvation is. Um, you know, Jesus told the scribes and Pharisees, you make everything complicated and tie up heaven so other people can't get there and get there and make them twice the disciple of hell that you are. You know, and then that's what a lot of a lot of people like a lot of uh, stuff in church these days. It's just making it so complicated. You got to you know, speak in tongue or you got to you got to do this or that or, or you got to they mean people saying now you got worship on Saturday. You're not a Christian where when Jesus himself said if a ox goes in the ditch, it don't matter what day a week it is. You're going to pull it out, you know, or, or Jesus healed on the Sabbath, you know, and then, you know, the scribes and Pharisees got all worked up and, and it ain't like that. Jesus said, just love thy God with all the heart. That's number one. And number two is just like it, love thy neighbor as you do yourself. Okay. It don't overcomplicate it, you know. If you do them two things, I, I don't even see, like, what other laws you really need in this world. If you do them two things, I don't see you going wrong, y'all. So on that, um, I'm going to go ahead and cut out this podcast. Uh, like I said, we're going to do the Ethan Hallmark story uh, next episode. Uh, he was a friend of um, a friend of my nephew's, and uh, he knew my, my brother knows his um, his dad, Matt. Um, but it's a really inspirational story. I mean, they, the young man had such a love for Jesus and such strength and courage. I mean, I've seen movies about people, guys, men with courage, but nobody had courage like Ethan that I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, it really shook me up. And Grab your handkerchief because it's a sad story. You can check it out if you want on um, um, I Am Second on YouTube, Many Wonders. Ethan Hallmark story. Um, so um, we'll uh, we'll see you next episode. And God bless y'all and keep safe. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. If you live in Kentucky, we would love for you to join us during Sunday worship at Recovery Faith Church in Harrodsburg, Kentucky at the Anderson Dean Park building at 11. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.